Paul is going to, so there's encouragement, but there's also a charge. What is a charge? You know, we see several times, in fact, um, I, Paul, charge you. What does that mean? Say again. Okay, advice. Good, good. Okay, okay. Uh, so, so the word can be used in sometimes. Hey, if if you want one of uh, <clears throat> if you if you want something I'm selling and you want to buy it, I may charge you for it. Okay. Uh, if we're on the front lines in a battle, the commander may shout charge. Uh, if if I'm mad at you and we're in a court of law, I may charge an individual with an accusation. Okay? But there's another usage as well, and context always determines how it's used. And Paul uses it in the sense of a, it's almost like a commission, or I challenge you, or I assign you, I assign you this very important mission. So in the presence of God, I charge you. And Paul charges, or he assigns Timothy, this duty to continue in Christian ministry. And in order to encourage him to do that, Paul wants him to look back. And so in 2 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 5, in helping Timothy look back and remember where he came from, Paul says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. All right, so what is Paul reminding Timothy of? His faith. And where did he get that faith? Okay, very good. One of the things that we are working on at Northside in Texas as a congregation and in our Sunday morning class, we're actually talking about mentoring. What is mentoring? Okay, when you're, when you're teaching somebody. Teaching, good. Okay, you're actually modeling for them too so that they can see you and replicate what they see you doing. Okay. Okay, being an example. Good. Chuck? Okay. It's it's often a one-on-one. Does does mentoring have to be intentional where, hey, this is one person that I'm wanting to, to teach or give an example to? Okay, it doesn't it can be, but it doesn't have to be. So so we may divide mentoring into a couple of different Categories. One we could call passive mentoring, where you are exerting influence. People are, are looking at you, and sometimes, whether you know it or not, you may be mentoring someone because they may be looking to you as a model, and they may be replicating what you're doing because of, of respect for you. And, and so there's passive mentoring in the sense that as you live out your Christian life, you are giving an example for someone else to follow. 
But there may also be a more intentional or strategic kind of modeling, right? Okay. Or, or mentoring. Now, how does the process usually go? Mentor, uh, well, let me ask this first. What are maybe some examples? Can you think of some instances of mentoring in the Bible? Okay. Uh, the prophetic traditions, so uh, Elijah, Elisha, and in fact, they even had their own prophet school where they were training prophets. Uh, okay. Okay, Apollos, good. In the, in the New Testament, Apollos, uh, we don't have a lot of biblical data about him, but he is very astute. He's, he's, he's uh, a leader. Okay. Okay, I mean, the one of the most obvious examples... Jesus with his disciples, right? He called them. They would follow him, be my disciples. The word a learner, follower. Jesus mentored them. He taught them. He led them. He guided them. Yeah, he was following that, modeling after Christ. Yeah, follow me insofar as I am following Christ. You can follow my example. And one of the examples, you know, here in the pastoral epistles, Paul and Timothy, right? Would that be a mentoring relationship? Okay. Uh, maybe Moses and Joshua. That might be another mentoring example. Okay, good. Naomi and Ruth. The, there's a relationship there. Now, in, in all these instances, most of these instances, what is... Does it, does it often go older to younger? An older individual is mentoring someone that's younger? Okay, tell me about that. What's going on with that? Okay, life experiences. You've been there. You've done that. Made mistakes. You know, if I can keep you from making mistakes that I made, then... then, then then let me help you to, to avoid some of the pitfalls of life. Yeah, we even have that presented for us, right? The older women teaching the younger women. And why, why does that make so much sense? Okay, so, so experience, uh, knowledge, wisdom, um, and someone to, to respect, someone to look. Can you have a mentoring relationship if there's no respect? You cannot. Zero. So at, at Northside, what we're trying, we're, we're teaching about mentoring, and we're trying to implement some intentional mentoring uh, strategies. Uh, we have young folks and older folks, and they interact quite a bit, but we're trying to engineer some more specific Interactions. So we're connecting some of our older members. We go to them, and after we go through the class on mentoring, we say, hey, <clears throat> do you believe this stuff? <laughs> they say, yes, I, I believe it. I think mentoring is important. We have that example of, 
of wanting to encourage others in their journey of faith. And if I can be part of that, then I want to help. And we say, great, sign here. You know, so we, we pair them up with a, a, a younger member of the church. And it's not complicated. It's not elaborate. But you just spend time together, maybe share a meal. You schedule opportunity. And then we have some questions, you know, tell me about how you became. So the, the younger ask the older Tell me how you became a Christian. You know? Tell me about maybe a time of, of crisis when, when your faith, when you were struggling in your faith, and how did you weather that? How did you endure through that? What advice would you share with me about spirituality, about being a Christian? Okay. Yes. For I mean, one example is happening at this very moment. I think you're older than I am, Denny. <laughs> but but I'm I just happen to be the teacher today. So whenever you think of a teacher-student relationship, the idea is is for me to share a lesson that I've worked on to try to teach or encourage. Is that not similar to what you're wanting to accomplish? So, so even in a teaching setting, you, you have occurring this idea of mentoring in a little bit of a, of a, of a different fashion. So, so yes, typically though, usually, and especially on this one-on-one, -on -one, it, it's really the, the younger going to the older with respect and appreciation willing to open themselves up to receiving instruction and advice and guidance. And it's the older willing to be vulnerable and willing to open themselves up and to invest in a relationship with a younger person for the purpose of faith enrichment. Yeah, the younger ones enjoy, they do enjoy it. And, it. and it helps to, sometimes when we have been at it for a while, we think, you know, is there anything left for me to offer? Is my well empty? You know, am I dry? And, and when you come and say, you, no, you, you have a lot there still of tremendous value in the kingdom. And we want to tap into that and utilize that for the glory of God. So mentoring our perspective is that it is a way to leverage our strengths, right? Our, our older members who may not be able physically to do all the things that they maybe used to do, but they can certainly share a meal and share wisdom and share advice. And, and some of them say, well, I'm not sure. Well, we have a little, we have a mentoring form where we kind of help them give some prompts of what to talk about. And once you get, once you get them started, They'll talk and share, and it, it always ends up being a very meaningful. So, so it's just adding a little bit of structure and planning to a process that we think is biblical. Now, if you go over to chapter 2, we're in 2 Timothy. Now go over to chapter 2. Uh, someone read verse 1 and 2 for us. 
All right, so do you, where do you see mentoring in this passage? Paul is speaking to who? Okay, so Paul is speaking to Timothy, and what does he, what does he tell Timothy to do? Okay, the things that you have heard, the things that you have received in me, and it's a verified message because he says in the presence of many witnesses, you are to do what with that? Okay, entrust, we have that great word entrust. It, it means that you have something of value, and instead of being reluctant to pass it along, instead of hoarding it, we had a... Uh, we had a member uh, get, uh, well, uh, we, we had a member who passed away recently. And I had never been in her home, and uh, uh, the neighbor called and said there are some items that she wanted for the church, and can you come pick them up? And I said, of course. And so he was standing outside her house, and he said, do you know? And I said, well, she, she has passed away. That's very sad. No, no, no. Do you know about, do you know about this? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, all right, well, I tried to prepare you. Come on. And, and it, was, it was a bit jarring because... Uh, she was a hoarder, and the the house was I'd never seen anything like it, and I don't I can't even describe it. It was just okay. So so you know what I'm talking about. It was just packed, newspapers, boxes, crates, appliances, washing machines stacked upon on top of each other that I'm sure didn't work. Uh, it was, uh, it was, I don't know how to describe it, but she, but she had a problem letting go. She could not. And so the conversation with her family and so forth, they said, we would go in and we would say, okay, this isn't important anymore. And they would throw it out and they would come back the next day and she will have brought it back in from, from the trash can. She couldn't even scraps of paper, um, sweet precious, Christian, tremendous faith and devotion in the Lord. She just had um, just, a, just an issue, which I, I'm sure is some kind of, uh, of, of disorder that prohibited her from, from letting go of things. Okay? Now, spiritually speaking, do we have some folks that perhaps might be guilty of spiritual hoarding where they may have... Things of value, not, not broken appliances, but a wealth of wisdom and advice. We don't want to hoard that. We want to share that, right? And, and so we, we don't want to default into that attitude of, well, I've worked hard to earn this, and they need to learn it the hard way. Now, is there some merit in learning things the hard way? Sure, absolutely. But is there also merit in imparting wisdom and sharing instruction for others, especially in faith? Because 
we kind of whine and lament. Maybe you, maybe you don't anymore. But, but maybe we about where our young people. Oh, you know, why aren't they continuing to stay faithful? Why? I mean, is that that's a concern? Okay. But instead of just wringing our hands, we want to be doing something about it. And I think that mentoring is a way to try to do something about it. Yeah, we want to pass it along. I think we ha- we have a song we sing from time. You know, we want to pass that along. You know, and and Jesus, John thirteen, they will know that you are my disciples by what? By the love that you have one for another. So the the heart and soul of mentoring, of course, is relationship, and and individuals are only willing to commit to relationship building if there's genuine love there. Uh, and love is putting the best interest of others ahead of ourselves. And you may be younger, and you've got your life ahead of you, but I love you. We do. Y'all do Scout Sunday, or um, I'm sure that's still a thing that y'all do. Because I've seen it in your bulletin. And um, did we used to bring them up and try to give, give them encouragement? And one of the things... and. Uh, Skip Jennings, I think, uh, very passionate about scouting. And he always made sure that we, we had a special effort in, on Scout Sunday. And I remember Skip's passion. It's like, oh, we got, that's right, we got to do something for Scout Sunday. That's right, Skip. He was very passionate about it. And so I, at Northside, they had, they had not done it, but on whatever in February it is, we call it Youth and Children Sunday, and I bring them up on the front pew. I, got, I learned it here, and it has stuck with me. And, and we, we actually do it in February and in August. We do it before school starts in August. We do it, so twice a year, we do a Youth Emphasis Sunday. And I always, one of the things that I feel that I need to do is to say, we love you, talking to the, to the kiddos. We love you so much. We want good for you. We want to help you. We want to be a resource to you. And we want your faith to grow and grow and grow. Because of love, right? So love is the motivation. Because we love others and, and we want faith to be nurtured, then we take up the task of mentoring. Is it easy? What, what might be some of the challenges of what I'm describing in this mentoring uh, relationship? That's exactly right. We might be tempted to say, ooh, I don't want anybody, you know, modeling my life. Now, 
And so we may be reluctant to do that, and then we may not be willing to accept the responsibility to try to live a life of, of example. Now, of course, we always say no one's perfect, and, and uh, we look to Jesus Christ, our Lord, as the supreme model for faith and practice. But, um, so, so I hear what you're saying, living the challenge of living a life worth modeling. Yes, vulnerability. One of the sometimes very painful things of relationship is when a relationship becomes damaged or, or someone walks away from a relationship, uh, you can experience loss or grief, and that, and that can be difficult. And some folks may want to, I'm not willing to open myself up to that kind of vulnerability because, um, because they may break, break trust. And I'm afraid of someone breaking trust and, and so I don't want to be part of that process at all. So that can be... Connie, I see your hand. I actually saw Chuck's first, but I'll come right back to you in a moment. Oh, when you say that, sometimes these That's, that's right. If it's forced, it, it will fail. Uh, one, and the only thing we know that I know to try to mitigate that is by a little bit of instruction and, say, and trying to get buy-in and say, hey, let's, let me pitch this to you. Let me try to convince you of its importance and ask for a commitment. Are you willing to, to uh, give this a try? Are you willing to, to trust in this process and to be part of it without reservation? So, and I have discovered that if you ask specifically for buy-in, if you say, if you pitch it in a, in a way that is honest and say, hey, this is, this is what we're wanting to do, do you feel like you can be part of this? Are you willing to, to give this process a chance? And usually if you, I've discovered if you put it that way, you can, and then I'll even say, so what I, you're willing to commit to this three months, six months of, of, of structured mentoring endeavors. Uh, they'll, say, they'll say, yeah. Uh, I see your hand, Pat, but I saw Connie's first. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you've got four students today, that, that's right. It's going to eat into your Sunday nap, isn't it? So, <laughs> Connie doesn't nap. So, uh, she just changes her batteries, right? But you're right, it's a sacrifice. But, 
can you ever, isn't love always sacrificial? Can you ever have love without sacrifice? So it does come down to, is this a commitment that I believe in and am willing to sacrifice for? So in this passage, second of, uh, oh, Pat, thank you. Amanda helped me out there, reminding me. Yes. Right. Very good thing. Don't, what Pat said, if you didn't hear her, is don't get discouraged. Even if the one you're, you're wanting to, to mentor or your mentee may not always be part, don't let that discourage you. And what I heard you say is they are receiving more than you think. And, and they are benefited. Don't think you, you're not benefiting them. You are. And so stay at it and, and don't give up. Very good, and, 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 and we're smart enough to try to, to try to sense that and, like you said, pull back and give some space and, and don't be suffocating. So, so we have to give the don't be suffocating speech. You know, what, what we mean by this is not, okay, here's your checklist for, for, for today and make sure you do everything that I tell you to do. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. So... So proper parameters and balance and understanding the process is not, you're not controlling them, you're not their boss, you're not their supervisor, you know, you're, you're not their uh, probation officer in the faith kind of thing. All right? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And mentoring is not always about teaching. Can you take someone out to lunch and, and share it? Yeah, example, share a meal with them, and they can see how you interact in, in, in the world. Can you, uh, so, so the formula is find what you can do and do it for God's glory. Find what you can do. You may not be able to teach, but, but you can model and you can and this evaluate. What do I have to offer? What wisdom do I have to impart? And don't say you don't have any because you do. Um, you've been a Christian a long time. You've walked that journey many years. You've learned some things. 
and others, and you may say, well, they, they already know that. Well, they may not, because they're further behind you in that journey. That's yeah. Right. Yes. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yes. Let Christ shine in your life. And he gave us an example. He, a quality with God was not a thing to be held on to, but he emptied himself, the passage in Philippians 2 you're referencing. Taking on the form of a servant, humbled himself, became obedient, even to the point of death on a cross. And so the humility of Christ is a powerful model for us to humble ourselves and to minister to the needs of others. Yeah, yeah. Many, many people have been converted by just going fishing. So just hanging out with someone, even doing a recreational activity, converse, you can share Christ in the most innocuous conversations of life, can't you? You can share Christ uh, uh, in a boat, on a train with, okay, maybe we should, yeah, green eggs in here. All right, so our passage, Paul says to Timothy, the things that you've received from me, from witnesses, entrust to faithful men who then do what? Teach others also. So Paul, how many, how many folks are involved in this? Paul to Timothy, it says to faithful men, and then it says others also. So here's our phrase, right? Generational propagation of the faith. Okay. You, most, you most likely, someone taught you faith. You, you most likely received instruction from someone. And, and then the idea is to, to do the same, to be a self-replicating disciple of Jesus Christ, to pass that along to others, uh, either by word or by deed, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, by the life that you lived or the instructions that you share or the connections that you make. And you don't have to do it all yourself. We tell our folks, don't feel, if, you, if, you're, if your mentee needs something that you don't think you can provide, you have the resources of the church. Sometimes being a good mentor is connecting folks with, with other folks. Sometimes that's the best thing you can do as a mentor. But you're there to assess that and you're a resource to facilitate that. So... As, as we go through this uh, process currently, uh, this 
we, we think that mentoring is, is growing in maturity and skills through relationship with others. Mentoring is a multifaceted set of personal interactions of people who have something to offer with others who are ready to receive. Uh, mentoring is a, uh, a brain to pick, an ear to listen, and a push in the right direction. Uh, mentoring is doing what is necessary to help people go where, where they want to go, to get them to a place of stronger faith. Mentoring is related to such biblical concepts as discipling and nurturing and teaching and training and equipping. That's one of the, the words that, that I'm getting a lot of mileage out of, is how can we equip uh, the, the church for service uh, to the Lord? And how can we equip each other to, to uh, continue in faith? Mentoring is serving as a coach, a counselor, a spiritual director, a role model, a developer of talents, a protector, a sponsor, uh, an advisor, a supporter, or just being a friend. Uh, mentoring is the, the fleshing out of, of three different relationships, relationships where we can learn from others who are further along, relationships with our peers where we can learn from each other, and relationships where we can invest in others who are not as far as long as we are. Mentoring is the logical outcome of all of those one another passages in scripture where the Bible talks about unity and uh, togetherness. And mentoring is love in action. The goal of mentoring is to help ourselves and others grow spiritually. Thus the means of mentoring is through the relational dimension of life impacting life. Mentoring is life impacting life. Mentoring reminds us that we do not grow and mature in a vacuum. We need other people. God did not create us to live out our faith in isolation. He created us to live out our faith in the context of community. And thus we have the church. And we value each other. Diane? Yes. Absolutely, the, the power of faith modeled, the, the power, uh, devotion on display, devotion on display. Let's pray together. Dear God, we are so grateful for all of the blessings that you give to us. We're grateful that you have loved us so much that you sent Christ to bear our sin, to take our place. Help us, Lord, to value our relationship with you and to help others in their relationship with you also. Equip us for ministry. Help us to have an attitude of service and devotion. And we are so thankful that you have put us into a community of faith where we can labor together for your glory. Lord, I pray your blessings upon this congregation. Um, there's so much love and devotion here. Give them encouragement and strength. Bless their leaders and every member. And Lord, I pray that so Watershed Trail will be encouraged and uplifted and that you will provide a special portion of strength and, and blessing upon them. And we're so grateful. Uh, I'm so grateful for what this church uh, means to me and for uh, how much I have been formed and shaped uh, by their faith. And I'm grateful for that. Bless us and help us. And we give thanks for all that we receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen.